Hey everybody, welcome to Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland. A podcast all about Cleveland and fun things to do. We go exploring. And we go eat. We eat lots and we enjoy it. So join us as we share these experiences with you. And we hope that these experiences inspire you to enjoy the great city of Cleveland. I went for a walk this morning. Because you're in some sort of program to do like 62 miles this month. I have to walk 62 miles this month in support of St. Jude. So I'm raising money for St. Jude. And how much money are we supposed to be donating? I'm trying to get $250. I mean, I can give you $250. Can you just donate it to St. Jude, please? Under my fundraiser. Speaking of fundraisers, you also did a fundraiser for your birthday. I did do a fundraiser for my birthday. It's still active and people can still donate. Well, it won't be when this airs. Oh, it won't be? Okay. Well, but they can donate in another way. They can donate at any time to the Cooper Foundation. They can go to the website. Yes. Thecoopfoundation.com. Or they could go to their fundraiser. Yes, they're having a fundraiser in October, which you can also buy tickets at thecoopfoundation.com. So please go to their website. Or go to our website. And there's a link to their website as well. Yes, I'm the link master. You are. (laughs) I was showing my boss, I'm like, and then when you click here, here's all our links because we have the link tree. And he was like, wow, you're linked up with everything. Well, and you are our IT department. Oh, no, don't call me the IT department. You are, though. Um, <laughs> well, when Craig asked for the... Um, Excuse me. He asked for the information to, to put up the link on their website, and he said he was the IT department for his foundation, and I said, Heidi's our IT department. I don't like being labeled IT, but I guess you are correct. You do the editing, you do the... I do the website. You do the website. You do, I mean, you're our IT department. I open up social media pages and do nothing with them. (laughs) You do sometimes. That's, you do the reels. Yeah, I'm trying more and more. I just recently started a new job. Yes. And so it's been a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah. So that's why things are kind of on hold right now. Yes, we're, we're working on that. Not on hold, slow moving. Yes, slow moving. So sometimes when I have, like, to make a choice between audio editing and doing something on social media, always the auto editing comes out first on top of my list. Right. Yes. I'm sorry. I touched the table. (laughs) I was just going to yell at you and say we have to put our hands on our laps. Both of us. She told me before we started recording that we are not allowed to touch the table. And I noticed that I was touching the table because the camera was bouncing. Well, what I notice is when I yell at you about things, and I think listening back, it's me. Then you'll hear, like, the same exact thing I was just yelling at you for, and then I think I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, anyways. She's got to yell at somebody, and she can't yell at herself. So I do yell at myself all the time. I say, what the hell, Heidi Jo? She does say that. (laughs) Anyways. We hope you like our new background. This was a gift 
from Paul. From Paul. The, f- the, the famous Paul. <laughs> and this is still crooked. And who's that a gift from? That was for Mikey. Do I this know Mikey? Is from Mikey. Yeah, Mikey is Tony's brother. You sat next to Tony at... Oh, yeah. I know more Tony, I think. Yes. Okay. And then way up there, you can barely see. That is our little Lego figures. Yes. Yes. Also gift from Paul. Yeah. Paul's wonderful. He loves to give gifts. He does a wonderful job, too. He knows exactly what to get. He does. And he's he surprised me with a backdrop, and then he could not wait for you to come over. He kept saying, when is Tony going to be here next? When is Tony going to be here next? And I, when did I even come? I didn't even come to record or anything. Oh, yeah, I don't think you did. I don't know when or why you were here. I don't know why I was here either, but I was like, that is so awesome. It took you a while to figure it out. Well, I didn't come in here right away because I wasn't, we weren't recording. And then, but you went and got a drink. Yes, I came and got some water from the kitchen and I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So for our audio members, we are talking about, we have a backdrop so we're trying to do some video for YouTube's for our YouTube channel. Yes. We should. I, I'm. I'm gonna air some dirty laundry. Air it out. It's all dirty. <laughs> so Tony came by one day. This was many, many, many months ago. It was probably in July. I think you came over, and you wanted us to do video. Yes. And I did not. It was quite some time ago. Well, I didn't. No, Heidi did not. It was, and it was, listen, I didn't even, I wasn't even talking about right then and there. I was talking about in the future. Mm -hmm. It was, it was just a conversation I was trying to have about something in the future. Well, now it's the future. Yes. It's not that I didn't want to. It was that I had a lot of questions. Yes. One of the questions was actually a backdrop. Like where we were going to film, how we were going to film. There were a lot of questions, but it was just something that I brought up. And if anybody knows me, I always have a lot of questions. Yeah, and it just (laughs) turned into a really bad night. (laughs) Which we have definitely gotten over, and I have gotten over. So now that's the purpose of the backdrop, and so we're trying to create more video content. Yes. Yeah, so for you audio listeners, if you're interested in seeing the video content or the backdrop, then you can check us out on YouTube. And hopefully I post it, because we've done a couple of videos, and I've not posted any of them. Yet. Yet. You can still post them. I could. Yeah. Yes. I need to. I need to post them. Yes. I want to. You know, we're, we were still working on things at that time and trying to get it all figured out. And we still are at this point, you know? It's, everything's a work in progress. Well, and I like to say all the time, this is a two-woman show. Operation. Operation. Yes. <laughs> As you see, I was just given the title of IT. I feel like I need a raise. You're, you got it, Heidi. You got it. You, you're making triple what you, you were making before. Yes. And I'll take a decrease in pay for you to get that. 
No, because you do behind-the-scenes things as well. No, no, no. I'm taking a decrease in my pay. She's our business department. I'm the administrative side of things. Yes, there you go. Administrative. And when I try to <laughs> do administrative things, it doesn't make her happy. I'm, no, it does not. I'm, I'll, I'll label myself... Heidi is the C Chief Information Officer. Okay. I am the CEO. We're both CEO. Yes. And I'm the CFO. Financial Officer. Yes. Okay. Which makes sense. Yes. We're co-CEOs. Yes. She's the CIO. I'm the CFO. There you go. And we're both public relations. Yes. Very much so. It depends on where we are and what what time of day and everything. How much we've had to drink. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have anything to drink on the cod, and I spoke up like I... <laughs> no. I was going to say, we, we didn't have anything to drink on the cod, but we got a lot of information. We got a lot of information, and I kind of took it over at the end. Oh, yeah. oh, she did. You did. At the end, he was like, is there any other questions? And you said, I have something to say. <laughs> And you, she parted the crowd on a submarine. You, you parted the crowd and you got in front of the speaker, who was also Tony. Very informative. Very much so. She gave a speech and said, this is a great organization. These guys don't make any money aside from tickets and that there's a donation box and you should donate to the COD and... All of the, I don't know right, because I don't remember they don't, what they actually said. Well, because but. they don't receive any funding other than the tickets that are that people purchase to go on to tour the cod, right? And the no, donations that they receive. So, good way to start this episode. Yes, it is. I do want to though throw in a slight correction, if you will. I don't know if correction is the right word, but. We were supposed to, and we were advertising to do Soldiers and Sailors for Memorial Day. Yes. By the way, happy Memorial Day, everybody. This yes. drops on Memorial Day. So we had it on our calendar to buy the tickets. And, and yes. And so I Googled. I thought the tickets were going to be the first weekend. I Googled. They were selling more on, like, April 10th, I think, is what the date was. I don't remember. It doesn't matter because... We both had it in our calendars, the date and the time that they went on sale. Yes. I went on maybe an hour late, two hours too late. I don't remember. I think it started at 10. Maybe I went on at noon or something. Sold out. They sold out in six minutes. I mean, it, the whole website just said sold out. The previous year, they sold out in 23 hours. This was six minutes. Six minutes. So we didn't get to do Soldiers and Sailors. They do that so, once a year. And it's not the Soldiers and Sailors monument itself. It's right. the tunnel tours underneath the monument. And they only do those tours once a year. And it's the last weekend in April every year. The tickets go on sale the first weekend in April. And the tickets were only like $5. Yes. If you do wait in line, they do have standby tickets, but there's no guarantee that you're going to get in. Right. And this, the thing was already sold out. I wasn't standing in line. So we made a correction and we said, we're going to now do the COD. Yes, because that the COD was also on our list to explore as well. 
And we always go in at the right time. We do. We were like the third people down the ladder. Well, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth people down the ladder. And then people, we had to wait because people kept coming down, down. Because normally the tour is a self-guided tour. Let me just tell you, I was singing the Gilligan theme song when we got off because I had realized, guess how long we were on that tour for? (laughs) Three hours. It was a three-hour tour. On a little submarine. Well, first of all, it's a long submarine, but it is little. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of space in there. Imagine being on that submarine for six to nine months. Yeah. With how many people? Oh, we would kill each other, Heidi. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We would. (laughs) (laughs) They would come back with two less passengers. (laughs) But how many people was standard so first it was like 70 66 66 and then they started hot bedding and it went up to like 90 something yeah i have notes on this oh yeah you were just recording oh excuse me i apologize i was wrong there were 66 bunks for enlisted the first patrol carried 77 the last patrol carried 97 well, that's not even the last patrol, though. Well, well, the last time it took off. Correct. With 97 people on. Because they did this thing called hot bunking, which meant that you slept in shifts, you worked in shifts, all of that. So when one person would get out of bed, another person would get in bed, and it was still warm from the previous person's body. Right. So because it was called hot bunking. When you had, you know... They have duty, so... You shouldn't say duty on <laughs> I guess. But in Paul's the military... <laughs> in the military, there's night duty. You know, everybody has different duties. Well, let's talk about duty. Because there are toilets. Let's talk about the toilets. I'm not joking. How many people... So let's just say the minimum number was 77 correct people on this boat and how many toilets do you think they how had? many heads yes heads in the navy right how many they had four 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 holy cow yes and where did the waste go out to sea Yes, out in the ocean. But there's a special way to flush the toilet. Yeah. You have to make sure you're flushing it in the correct direction. Right, because if not... What did they call it? Like the chocolate chip cookie something? They called it like... You'll be chocolate chipped. (laughs) Yes. Oh, gross. (laughs) I was like... First of all, I know that there was not Gatorade bottles at the time, but I'm like, man, there must have been a lot of like Gatorade bottles stored with pee all over this boat. No, but you know what they did store? Canned goods. Canned goods everywhere. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about like waste to canned goods. <laughs> but I guess it all is the circle of life, right? Right. So they would store canned goods wherever they could. In every open spot that they could put them. And they also sometimes would put it on the floor. And that's where the term eat your way through came from. Because they would eat their way through to the actual floor. floor. Yeah. Yeah. So on this tour, 
they actually mimicked that and had cans stored yes. everywhere. And I took, I, was, I took pictures. I did too. Yeah. Like, oh, another can good. Oh, another can good. Yeah. Yeah. So we went on this tour and I had invited my new boss to go. And he was like, oh, I've done that before. And I said to him, I go, we were on that boat for three hours. He was like, three hours? And Gary went with us. Yes. And Paul did. They both actually came with us. And Gary had been on it before, too. Right. And I said to Gary, I said, when you were on this boat before, was it a three-hour tour? And he said, no. And I said, that's why you got to come with the Heidi and Tony show. Exactly. Because <laughs> we always get the scoop. We do. <laughs> well, and it does help when we tell people. Yeah. We're podcasters. We're, we're podcasters and we're there to promote them. So we had a tour guide also named Tony. And he had a lot of information to talk to us about there this. There was so much information. And he literally told us about everything from one end of that boat to the very next end of that boat. Yeah. And everything in between. This is the only submarine museum that actually is a submarine that's intact that's intact that yes. you have to basically crawl into the same way that the sailors crawled into it and crawl out the same way that they crawled out there are no um accessibility routes correct it's a complete submarine which was a little nervous i was a little nervous i loved it <laughs> I so loved it. Well, the climbing in part? Yeah. Oh, I thought I was going to fall right. Oh, I loved it all so much. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I loved the tour. The tour was fantastic. I thought the tour was fantastic. Oh, absolutely. You start off on the forward end yes he was that's what he was calling it, right? The forward. Uh, Yes. Okay. And you start off in the bedroom. Which also is dual purpose and houses the torpedoes. <laughs> so your your bunks are right with over the tor- torpedoes, right over the torpedoes and the canned goods. Yeah, there's food, <laughs> death. Yeah, toilets, just one, just one right there. Yeah, but there were also only I think like eight or so beds or something there. There weren't a lot of bunks. I- if I had my choice of bedrooms, I would choose this one. Oh, but I would not. Not with the torpedoes? I'd rather not sleep with the torpedoes. Well, I don't want to sleep with the 60 men. I, I want to just sleep with you the... You don't like... want to sleep with 60 men? <laughs> That's a different podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it seemed like less people sleeping, less snoring, less... But it was also that. very tight in there. The the quarters with the other other men yeah. were not as tight. It was pretty tight, and they had the penthouse suite in there. Oh yeah, there was the penthouse right below where they would bring the torpedoes into the submarine. Yes, yeah, so it was like a loader. it was like a latch. Yeah, that they now made into a bed. I don't know how you even got up there, but I'm sure they made do and figured it out. Well, I I can't imagine that there were very big guys in there well he said that he said that in part of the tour that you weren't six foot he also said which i didn't know this he said at one point before there was navy seals he said that the submarines were the job to have it was the highest paying job 
Yes. They had the best food. They got the first pick of all the food. Right. And they turned away 80% of the applicants. Right. Yeah. But to be an applicant, you had to know every single job on that boat. Right. You had to know how to operate every single piece of equipment. So when you went back to shore... You would have a test. Yes. And test your skills. But people were lining up to be squished yes, in this but submarine. It was also the most deadly job to have. Oh, too. I know. I listen, they deserve the best food and the best They pay. deserve the best of and everything. Just in for mental health to be on that boat. Yes. I mean, they honestly must have been shoulder to shoulder, butt to butt, everywhere. Like just squished together yeah if they weren't on top of the water absolutely two things so i was gonna say when you said that it departed with 90 members the 90 plus members for its last run they actually rescued a ship and then they took on like 50 more people or something wasn't it ended up being like 150 people ended up being on this boat. I don't remember the exact numbers, but there was a lot of people who ended up being on the boat all at one time. So from It was the Netherlands, correct? Yes, I believe it was. Anyways, the other thing I was going to say is that this boat was not meant to always be submerged. So this boat, most of its working time was on the surface and it would submerge as needed. Where other submarines are built to always be submerged and only surface as needed. So this one... modern ones, yeah. Yeah, so this one was built in the opposite. So what you were saying, when they're not being squished all at one time... Now also, we weren't didn't have access to the first level we only had access to one level so we weren't privy to all of the space that was on this boat the quarters that we were on were the the access that was the main access to living yes yeah i agreed but there's still a space down below that probably people were working right right and also that's where they but storage too because that's where they kept their food supplies were down there as well yes down on the bottom level is that what you would call it the bottom level yeah i'm not sure if you're picturing a submarine that's what it is is a one alley long space that these men were in so you were either standing working or you were in your bunk or on this boat because it was always most likely submerged or not submerged that's not the right word on top of the water they were up on the top deck a lot just i mean just getting the picture that there's that many like 140 people right on this little boat for long periods of time and they celebrate that every year they do that the uss cod rescued all of these other sailors i guess they would be from this ship and there are still family members that come from the netherlands to celebrate that every year at the uss god 
And this one is going to be on June 2nd, right? Yes, I believe so. 21st. June 21st? Yes. Well, we had the the two right. Special event. Yes, June 21st. <laughs> we did have the two right. Just put the one after. June 21st. And I think it's a Wednesday at like 1 p.m. Wednesday at 2 p.m. I stand corrected. Oh, that's the reenactment. Oh. The Saturday, July 29th is when they have the uh, reunion. But I didn't know that the COD even did these kind of events. I didn't know that either. So one thing I also wanted to mention, we're all over the place with the COD, but one thing I wanted to mention is their location, the land around their location is all Cleveland property, the city of Cleveland property. And at any point in time... They can tell the COD that it has to leave. Yeah, because they need that space for something. <clears throat> so if they're trying to redevelop land down there, the COD is at risk. Which, after touring the COD, I find to be a little upsetting. Because this is a piece of history. I did ask at the end of the tour, what does this have to do with Cleveland? Right. And he did touch upon that as well. Cleveland used to be a naval training center right that that area down there where the cot is at was the navy reserve yes was it the reserve or recruiting no it was the navy reserve do you have it in your no, notes no i don't okay it was part navy that was down there so they used this boat as it a was navy reserve sorry that's okay so they use this boat as a training boat that's why they keep it completely intact as a submarine. Correct. And there was a submarine there before the COD. In 1947, the GAR from 1947 to 1959 uh, was there to serve for the Navy Reserve as well. And where's the GAR now? It's It was scrapped. Okay. That's what I thought. Did we mention that the COD was a World War II submarine? We did not. It was in combat in World War II, and there are actually bullet holes. Oh, very true. On the submarine. Some of them are patched, but you can still see that they are bullet holes on the submarine, and there's one on the deck um, that is not patched. They actually uh, drew a orange circle around yes, it. Yes, and, and they have it labeled so that you can see it when you're walking around on the deck, which is really fascinating. It is very fascinating. So when you first get there, you start on that top deck. You end on the top deck, too. So you can do this at either point, but you can walk around that top deck. Now, you can walk around and see fantastic views of the city. Of the lake, of the airport. Yeah. Burke's Lakefront. Burke Lakefront, yeah. <laughs> you know, I never say things correctly. <laughs> you can also interact. Oh, yeah. Right? Heidi sat down and was looking through. They have a cannon yes. on top. And with, like, binoculars. It's a two-seated. 
And I didn't realize it was a two-seater until after. So she sat down on it before we um, went down into the submarine. And they have, like, binoculars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have, like, this thing that you can rotate it like you can move the direction of the gun yeah it turns it yes so paul and gary were sitting on it when we at the end at the end um but they have stuff that's out in the grass as well they do they have a periscope that you can look through so you and you can walk around up there and you can see that bullet hole and actually some of the bullet holes on the ship you can see. And then that's when you go down or where you go down into, is it called a porthole? Where you go down into... I don't know. The entrance hole. The entrance to the submarine. The entrance. Down in. And then you come up through one of the portholes as well. Yeah. And they're not... It's it's not very large. I mean, I fit, I fit through it just fine. And no. I'm, a, I'm a larger woman. But I fit through just fine. I didn't have any problems getting in. I'm very bendy, though. I'm flexible. That's also another podcast. (laughs) I'm flexible. So I can get... I can... Get in. She she got down into the sub. Well, and then you have to be flexible to get get through the... And get through the... Oh, very good point. So the different departments, there literally is just a small little cutout Yeah. that you have to step over and bend down while you're going through. Yeah. I probably didn't have to bend down, but most people no. had to bend, step yeah. over and bend down <laughs> to get through to the next apartment. But I thought it was awesome. I didn't have any problems getting through those either. So we're all over the place on this ship. <laughs> we are, but we usually are. I mean... There's just so much to do. And there's a map to show you where to get in and where you're going to get out and and everything that's kind of within the ship. When you come into the gate, they give you the information. They do. But what I was going to say is we should take a break. We should take a break. Reorganize our thoughts. I mean, if you want to. So while we take a break, you will listen to an ad from our sponsor, the Cooper Foundation. And please visit their website. Get tickets to go to this uh, fundraising event. It's going to be a great time, and we would love to see you there. We will be going. We will be going. We will be back after these messages from the Cooper Foundation, who provides a helping hand to those in need. Everyone needs a helping hand from time to time. Families that have children with special needs need it more than most. That's where we come in. The Cooper Foundation. In 2015, Craig and Christine Cooper decided it was time to lend that helping hand. Having a daughter with autism, the Coopers wanted to help families that didn't qualify for assistance. Over the last eight years, we've provided funding for communication devices, summer camps, and other items these children need. The Cooper Foundation continues year after year to extend our reach in the community. We have many projects on the horizon, including our annual fundraisers and our ADA-compliant playground project. Our dedication to children and young adults is something special. For more information, please visit thecoopfoundation.com. If you like this podcast, we ask that you like, follow, share, or leave a review. If you visit any of the places we've talked about, 
Please let us know about your adventures on our social media pages. We look forward to your comments. Now let's get back to our adventures. Welcome back from our break. So we made some adjustments. We put a light up. (laughs) Paul did. It was an argument a little bit. But he helped. Listen. I fixed my hair. Heidi always argues with Paul. Like she's always And you. She's always arguing. Like he tries to help. (laughs) She's like, Why are you doing that? But he did help. So we have better lighting now. To show off my paleness and my blemishes. You look a little jaundice. <laughs> <laughs> I think my liver's okay. Although last weekend I did have a few too many drinks. That's for a future episode. <laughs> We're not talking about that right now. <laughs> Although it was after the cod. It was. And then you had a talk with your father over the break. I did. What did we talk about? I don't know. It was a very interactive break. My cousin Sherry is always like, you guys make it seem like it was such a long break, but it really was a long break. (laughs) They are really long breaks. (laughs) Sometimes an hour or more. No, they're not an hour. They have been. Sometimes we eat. Oh, that's true. Sometimes we eat. (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about Pedro. Oh, she was looking at Pedro Pascal. Does anybody else out there love him? Like, I love him. She loves him almost as much as she loves Will. Will Arnett. This is true. If if you don't know what Will. Will just had his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Will. Do you know when Bill's... Will. (laughs) When... Excuse me. Do you know when Will's birthday is? When is Will's birthday? He is a May the 4th be with you, baby. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, happy belated birthday, Will. Yes. Anyways, I don't know when Pedro's is. Pedro. I learned through Instagram that I say his name wrong from him. Well, good thing he's... <laughs> he was making fun of people. I've heard them say it this way and that way and Pedro. I'm like, oh. Okay, that's how I say it. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Back to the cod. To the cod. So, we're in the cod. Yes. Tony's telling us all about the cod. Yes. We were in the torpedo room. That where is people correct. Sleep. Right. There's a little toilet right there. Mm-hmm. You go to the next room. Mm-hmm. There's like officer's quarters. Yes, it was fancy in there. There was actually a shower, which they don't use as a shower because they used it as storage. And... For all those canned goods. And there was a desk in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's where I would need to be, on one of those private rooms. That <laughs> <laughs> had like a dresser... One had a mirror. Some they had sinks in there. There were mirrors. If you didn't see, there were mirrors all over that ship. I, I know, but there, I, I don't know. It was just like a bedroom. It I was. need to be the captain where there was only one bed, and it was a little bigger, and you didn't have to climb into it. Sorry, is that disrespectful to the workers? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not, everything's <laughs> not about you, Heidi. I know. 
No, she doesn't. She does not know that. She will never know that, and it's okay. We accept her. The, it's not the way that I don't is. know that. I just don't like to be inconvenienced. She doesn't accept it. She knows it. She just doesn't accept it, <laughs> and she never will. Well, I when I was thinking about those beds, although I have to realize the age I am now compared to an an enlisted person during that time was probably a lot younger. But when I think about sleeping in a bed, <laughs> I need pillows. And space. And, like, I need to be able to flip from side to side. Like, I don't think there was any of that happening. And I would never survive in one of the, like, middle bunks where there's a top bunk and a bottom bunk below you. Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't fit. So. <laughs> I don't know At who one would. time, when I was younger, when I was that age, I, I would have. Would. Yeah. I mean, I possibly. Think, I think that would be tight quarters for Theo. Yeah, the way he rolls around and everything, <laughs> kicks everything, probably. Yeah. Theo, oh, you have to bring him into everything. <laughs> He's just the cutest ever. I know. All right. He has five teeth now, by the way, everybody. Five teeth. It'll almost be his birthday when this airs. Yeah, and he's standing up. You so, told us that in the last episode. Well, he's going to be walking anytime. If he's not walking already by the time this airs. I won't be surprised. Okay. So we go into the next quarter. And... Yeah. Is this the alarm room? The next one? Oh, the red room. Yeah. Fun fact... Why is the lighting red in this room? Shall I tell? Yes, please do. It is red because if they're coming in from the dark, if the light is white, it makes it hard for you to see, right? Mm -hmm. But if you come in from the dark and the light is red, it's not so harsh on your eyes and you can actually see. Yeah, so if you had to go up or come back down your pupils took less time to dilate or adjust the light like you're saying so that's why it was all red in that room but i was like is this a stupid question but somebody asked later why it was red in there and in that room he talked a lot about the gauges we learned about the christmas tree we did learn about the christmas tree in that room and that means that all of the lights have to be green before they can submerge correct And the other lights, there's green lights and red lights. And that's why they called it the Christmas tree. Yes. And then there's the steering. So there was like six different steerings in there. There was a steering to go up and down, a steering to go right and left and forward and backward. Yep. So there were gauges for all of that stuff. There was also alarms where the alarms sound in that room. Three different alarms. Yes. And they tested them for us. They did. And they let Paul say the announcement. Because you have to announce or else they'll think that you're sounding the alarm for emergency purposes. So you had to announce and say, I don't remember, what did we say? Like, attention on deck. We are sounding the alarm. Something to that effect. So that people will be aware and... Hold their ears if need be. 
because mm -hmm. some of the alarms were loud. There were three, and the last alarm was pretty loud. But the last one was the, like, we're sinking or that kind of alarm, right? Like, danger. Well, the first alarm was we're under attack. Okay. The second alarm, let me look at my notes. One to say they were under attack, one to say they were... Like, you gotta evacuate. And one to submerge. Because you only had, like, 45 seconds before they were submerging. That was the last alarm. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about on this boat that we didn't put in our notes? What did we put so in So we had Tony... We're finish with the alarms? Oh, sorry. I thought you were done with the alarms. Oh, okay. Is there more? No, I thought that because you wanted... Because Paul was the, the one to announce that we were under attack. I said that five minutes ago. <laughs> and I even said, it said something like, attention, we are yes. sounding the alarm. And they were different alarms. <clears throat> Did we say that? Like, they sounded I'm gonna, different. I'm going to move on. <laughs> From the alarms, <laughs> because we covered them. When you tour the boat, you might hear an alarm or three. Okay, so one of the things I wanted to say was, and this doesn't have anything to do with the alarms, but I think it's good to know they have audio buttons throughout the different quarters of the ship. So if you don't have the luxury of having Tony or if you're doing a self-guided tour because you have somebody that needs to get off more quickly than the three hours that we were on this boat, there are actually different spots on the boat where you can press and listen. And the reason why I was thinking of that is because at one point, because there were so many people with us, because Tony was such a good tour guide, somebody bumped into one of them. And so we heard that and Tony at the same time talking about that room that we were in, which is not the alarm room. But in this room, this also kind of triggered it for me too. In this room, you also heard a Morse code beeping. Yes. And he wouldn't tell us what the Morse code message was because later in the tour when we got to the dining room or the mess hall or whatever they would have called it for the Navy, they actually had written out what that Morse code message was. So we'll get to that when we get to that room, but that's a good message. But also while we were in that room, yes. we were able to go up, up a, ladder. a ladder and look at where the periscopes were. Right. And there were two different periscopes, and Tony was able to tell us what they were used for as well. Only one person could fit up there. You were only allowed to go halfway up it just for safety purposes. Again, not very accessible throughout this boat. But if you have accessibility and you're able to get on it, I would recommend it getting on this boat. Yes. They also had like these gauges that would tell the temperature of the water. Oh, right. Because different thermal channels of the water so, you know there's different thermal climbs so when you go down a little bit further the water temperature will change i know this from diving mm -hmm. when you get into the cooler layers 
it helps to hide. It helps to hide because the sonar from the other ships are, don't bounce as easily off of that boat in the colder waters. It bounces right. It can't reach them basically. Right. So I mean, there was a lot of cool things that we learned on this boat. Tony's going through our pictures to see where we go next. Oh, the galley. Okay, so that is where we go next. So we go into the galley, which, holy cannoli, this was a very small galley. Now, we mentioned before the break, they did talk about the crew on the subs, they got the best first choice of food. They also would get meats and whatnot that didn't have bones in them because they didn't want a lot of waste on the boat. Because there, obviously, there's not a lot of places to take your waste. Right. So, but they did mention, like, if they knew the men would be on the boat for the holidays, Christmas or Thanksgiving, they would bring aboard a turkey. Several. Well, yeah, yeah probably yeah. several. <laughs> <laughs> probably a lot. To think about cooking a bunch of turkeys on that boat, how did they even make that work? I don't know. They had to eat in shifts, I guess. But they could fit. Well, they did eat in shifts. Yes. Well, how many people did they fit in that room? I think he said like 15 people in that room and you had like 10 minutes to eat because the next group, which rightly so, are they're ready to come on in, right? So you didn't have a lot of time to eat. But before we get to the eaters, let's talk about still that kitchen because mm-hmm. their menu, so they would have a menu and we saw what their tep- typical menu were. Their menu also had baked goods on it, right? So it had like... Mm-hmm. Like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it ha- would have like biscuits and pies and rolls. And you have it pulled up. What is it? Can you read what that menu said? You might not be able to see yeah, it. Yeah, I can't really. Like I said, they did have though lots of good baked goods. So in the morning, the bakers would do the baking until like noon. And then the chefs would come in and they would do the rest of the cooking for the rest of the day. So we were there on a Saturday and it was like a meatloaf dinner with spinach and mashed potatoes maybe. And, and then creamed like creamed onions. And but like a blueberry pie. Yeah. For dessert. Yes. And then they had also a staple was liver and onions, which back in that time frame was something that everybody ate. And that was, you know, something that everybody loved. In this room, though, where the men would eat their meals, they also, it was also the entertainment lounge. So they would have movies, like actual movie reels, mm-hmm. on film reels on the boat and they would play the movies and you would only get to see like 10 minutes at whatever time right. you were in that room. But they also had like cards and other stuff. Games that, that yeah. were usually, they were painted on the table. Right, for storage. Yep. Yeah, so you didn't have to worry about like getting game boards and stuff out. Like that was actually painted on the table. That How um, creative to be able to think to save space on that, but also keep entertainment values up because... I mean, you're, again, stuck on this boat with nowhere to go. So that message, the Morse code message, is in this room. Do you have a picture of what that said? I thought you did. Did you not take a picture of it? I thought I did. I thought I might have a picture. Oh, they also had girly pictures. Pinups. 
Is that the right term? Yes. Pinups. Because, you know, you got all these men on a boat. Who knows the next time they'll see a... So the message... Nice woman. Says... There's stuff at the top that I don't know what the heck it says. But it says... As Japan today submits to unconditional surrender, please take a moment to remember the 52 submarines lost at sea who remain on eternal patrol. Their loss has not been in vain. BT. I don't know what BT is. I don't know. It might have been the person sending the message. Right. But that was basically saying the war's over. Yeah. Is what it was saying. And then I also have a picture of the menu. So let's go over what the menu was. It was meatloaf and tomato sauce, mashed potatoes, spinach, creamed onions, blueberry pie, rolls, butter, coffee, and tea. That was a Saturday night meal for everybody. I was also wondering, like, how do they keep track of what day? I mean, I know that they probably were keeping diligent track of that, but you must be in such like a complete fog yeah so what day you know that must have played on their mental health is basically what i'm trying to say sure oh sunday night supper i gotta read it to you grilled frankfurters baked beans oh your favorite relishes fruit jello and sugar cookies look that's that's your <laughs> you that is my favorite oh they also have i know i'm going on and on about the menu now but listen they have chicken a la king my mom used to make me chicken a la king as a kid i used to love that did you have that growing up no we didn't have food <laughs> <laughs> it was chicken a la king over noodles my mom made hers over biscuits carrots green beans spice cake I mean, they did eat well. I'll give them that. We were lucky to have anything outside of peanut butter. Okay. (laughs) Get off the table. Oh, yeah, you're right. Friday, I would have gone hungry. They had tomato juice. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? Just tomato juice? I just would have seen that. I'll I'll see you for dinner. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't mean disrespect. I hope nobody thinks I'm being disrespectful. (laughs) So anyways, that was an interesting, probably the favorite spot besides your bunk, I would imagine, or being up top. So then we kept walking through. We learned about different machines. We learned where they did their laundry. One thing that I learned about the U.S. Navy was their uniforms, on the boat? Yeah. <laughs> Their uniforms were, do you remember? It was literally just boxer shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, they didn't have to wear uniforms. They didn't have to wear shoes or, well, they said sandals sometimes. So they were basically, everything was very laid back on the submarines because it was such a closed in space and they were worried about mental health yes and very often they didn't have to you know basically salute their superiors and they were on a first name basis with everybody there is all that for the reason but also 
another reason is because they didn't have water and they had to make their own water. Yes. So they had to make their own drinking water. They had to make their own water for the showers. And for cooking. And for cooking. Yeah. They had to make their own water. So the one room that we walked into, they had laundry on laundry lines, clotheslines, in the in, where all the engines and stuff were for to heat faster. Oh, we need to talk about those engines too. Yeah. So but I found that to be interesting that they that was really their attire the whole time. And they really got to shower maybe once every four days. But if you think about all of those men, again, I just, I can't figure out the logistics of it. They were making water. They're making water to drink, first of all, for all those people. Right. Water's so important. First, it, it started with 77. Right. And went to 97. Right. And then when they picked up the rescue boat it went to like 140 we don't know the exact numbers i mean think about going to your kid's soccer game and you're in charge of the water and how much water you're bringing for just the soccer kids right right not having to make it (laughs) right not having to make it not having it to be for like all the meals of the day right just for like this short time period and that's, you know, and these men are working and they're working in hot conditions where these engines are. And I'm, I'm sure there, because there's also an air conditioner on board. But the, was it the Japanese submarines didn't have, or the Russian submarines? I don't remember. Another country, not United I States. I believe it was only the American submarines that had the air conditioning. Right. And it wasn't air conditioning for climate control. It wasn't for comfort. Yeah, it was for the engines. Yes. To make sure because they were also worried about condensation and they didn't want water getting into the instruments right, for the and humidity. The, yeah. Stuff like that. But so think about they're working in these hot conditions. You're supposed to stay hydrated. They've got to make the water. Then think about making water for food, which is the most, the next most important thing, right? Yeah. And then all these guys with like showering and stuff like, I, I just can't figure out the logistics of all of it. They didn't smell very good. I'm sure they didn't. And growing a beard was actually... Um, they yeah they, they favored they wanted you to grow beards because it took less water for shaving right so i mean that's a lot yes absolutely i was wondering if they took like salt water showers i don't know if they were able to pump the water in pump, from yeah me. i doubt that mm. anyways so what were you going to talk about with these engines? The engines. Yes. The engines within the boat. There were actually five. Mm-hmm. Um, the submarine. And they were made right here in Cleveland. They were General Motors oh. engines. Yes, good point. Yeah. So, hey, Cleveland. Yeah. Maybe that's how it ended up in Cleveland, too. Could be. I don't but know. Those were, yeah, those were very large engines, and but that's another thing to be very proud of. It needed two to run. They used two at a time. Oh, and we forgot the batteries, too. Whoa. 
Oh yeah, the batteries. And this is why it was important to talk about that this boat was more on the surface and it was submerged. Because to charge the batteries, they had to come to the surface. Yes, to charge the batteries and yeah. And if they were submerged, the batteries only lasted like 48 hours, right? Isn't that what he said? Up to. Up That to. was at the very, very longest. Um, it was 24 to 48 hours that they lasted. Yeah. There were 126 batteries. And they would be checked, checked six times a day to make sure the water levels were kept accurate. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. There were 642 batteries aboard. Oh, wow, that many? 642 batteries aboard. Wow. And they only lasted that long? Were They, they were all running minimum, at the same they, time? At minimum power, they would last 48 hours. Wow. That's running minimum power right. on the submarine. That means no showers. That means n- no a lot of stuff. And running s- as slow as possible. Oh, yeah. Good point. Not not moving and very quickly. Yes. And he said that, that the air would be used up long before that. The oxygen within the submarine would be used up long before that. Well, they that. had to worry about that, too, right? Like recycling the air to make sure that the air was still breathable. Yeah. He said that every night they would surface to exchange air and charge the batteries. Wow. Modern submarines are capable of staying underwater until their food runs out. Wow. Think about it. They probably do the same method with the cans and stuff in modern submarines. Probably. I wonder, yeah. I wonder what they do with all the cans for waste. Yeah, who knows? Hmm. I don't know anybody that's on a submarine. I don't either. I wonder if it's a volunteer thing. Or, you know what I mean? I wonder how they recruit man people them. on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, okay. The engines are 216 cylinder engines, 1600 horsepower, general motor diesel engines. There was a plant on the west side in Cleveland. They were originally designed as locomotive engines and used the same technology for diesel locomotive, electric locomotive engines. That was, I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. 1600 horsepower. So, anything else we want to mention? Do you want to mention about the whole thing at the end? Oh, so <laughs> uh, Tony was wrapping everything up. There were torpedoes at the end of the, the uh, submarine as well. So, at each end of the submarine, there were torpedoes. Uh, there's a lot of interesting facts at the end and stories. There's several stories in that end compartment. But Tony was wrapping everything up and he was, you know, thanking everybody for coming out and listening and everything. But he never mentioned how they're not funded by anybody. So I did step up and mention that they're not funded by anybody, that their funding comes from the donations and the the cost of admission. I also mentioned that I do not work for the COD. I did plug our podcast and offered 
a card to anybody who wanted one. So, <laughs> and some people did. You know, there are people who come from all over to oh, yeah. see the cod. He, you know, we asked about that. We try to ask about that wherever we go, really. Mm-hmm. And there are people, a lot of people from overseas that come and visit the cod. There were people from Texas that day that came to visit the cod. So, yeah, there's people from all over the place. We have people coming from other countries to come and visit something in our hometown. Well, like I said a couple episodes ago, Cleveland has a lot of tourism. Yeah. And so I think it would be a huge mistake for the city to infringe upon this mach- this cod, I was going to sure. say machine, this boat, because people are, it's attracting people to the city. Oh, absolutely. And it's in a great area. So we didn't talk about location. It's in a great area. It is literally right by within walking distance to the Women's International Air and Space Museum. Yes. It's in walking distance to the Rock Hall. Yeah. It's a thousand feet from the Rock Hall. The parking for the cod, now it's only for cod parking, but the cod parking is free. Right. It cost us, what did you say, $14 to get in. It cost Gary $12 to get in. Correct. They do have kid tickets. I'm not sure how much the kids' tickets are. Um, I want to say about $9, maybe 10 It is not dog-friendly. Correct. Not not pet-friendly at all. Not accessible. There are no bathrooms on the boat, but there is an outhouse on the grounds. That does not have a changing table. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> there are also many picnic tables. So if you're going to go and spend some time down there, we were there for three hours. If you want to go and bring your own picnic lunch. I think it says no food there. I think those are for school field trips. Okay, so if you want to take a school field trip. (laughs) Because I think Paul pointed out it says no food, so we asked what those were. We did ask Tony, and he said it's for when the schools have field trips and everything like that. Right. My apologies. And you do not have to be on this boat for three hours. No, you don't. You can walk right through it, but you're spending 14 bucks. I mean... Take the time and look at everything in this submarine and listen to the audio yeah it's worth it the history of it it's it was so interesting it was very interesting again we always say right these little museums who would have thought we're not gonna be there that long it wasn't it's not that big i mean if you would have told me to take a guess where would where will we be the longest the fire museum or the cod the fire museum for sure <laughs> i think we were at the cod longer we were at the cod longer listen we would have spent a lot more time at the fire museum but they were closing they were closing they were closing i yes. will give you that but you know when you think about this cod again like my boss said were you really on that boat for three hours we were on that boat for three we hours. were on that boat for three hours but we learned so much stuff we did and i do like the fact that they keep it intact as a real submarine. I love that. And so you get the feel of what that is like. Yeah. And the, and the, a lot of it is still working and operational. They recently just towed it to Erie, some sort of ship repair place. Right. A tugboat. Um, yeah. A tugboat towed it. 
Yeah, all the way up and had some repair work done on the outside. I think it like it was rusting or something. Yeah, I don't remember what he said, but they had to do quite a bit of repairs. Right, and they let nine people maybe? I think it was six. Be aboard the boat while they towed it up there. Yes. So they got to like experience being on a sub. It took longer to get there than on the way home. It was like 14 hours there and like nine hours back or something, he said. But yeah, how cool. Yeah. I think that's really cool. That would have been awesome. Um. Oh, we almost forgot. One of the things that I learned on this boat has nothing to do with history, but I was very excited about nonetheless. Tony has no idea what I'm talking about. I don't. Because we learned a lot of things. Well, and what what would I pick as my favorite? In October. Oh, yes. They turn it. Oh, well, so this is why. I'm going to tell you a little background first. The Navy comes in and inspects them. I mean, maybe this is not the right term to use, but they come in and check to make sure that they are still using it as a submarine, that they've not made any changes to it. That's how they're able to make it a museum, like a working museum from a naval ship, right? So they'll come in and check periodically. I think once every two years, and it's due this year. Did he say once every two years? Well, the reason why I think that is because he said they're due this year. Yeah. So who knows? But so they can't make it anything but a submarine. And I said, oh, it would be really cool if you made this like a haunted tour at Halloween. And they do. (laughs) Yeah. So they have a family fun and you just click on that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Family fun and chilling history at our Halloween on a Submarine night tour program. An hour-long tour begins at 7 p.m. and continues until 10 p.m. Admission is $15 at the gate. So, oh, and that's 2023. So yeah. it's just a dollar more right? than what you would normally pay at the gate. Why not go? It's an hour long. They're giving you history anyways I about mean- what what the cod is they can make that place so spooky and it's and it's fun especially at night i know on the lake oh my god oh and i think he said the lake erie monster sometimes comes the lake erie monster is involved yes oh my i want us to do that we should (laughs) because i mean when you're on this boat they definitely could make this a scary tour and it sounds like it's only Two days. Yeah. It, Fridays. Uh, 10.20 and 10.21. Yes. From 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. And it's only an hour long, so yeah, we got to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun, and what a creative way Yeah, to spend the time on that boat. And they do use the cannon. Oh, yeah. I don't he know said if they that use too. it then necessarily, but there are events that they do use the cannon. No, they do not use actual ammunition for the cannon, but there is a uh, blend of chemicals that they use to make a big big boom. Yeah. Like they're actually shooting off the cannon. So a fun fact is right off of the boat, I think off of the front of the boat is the Coast Guard. Yeah. 
So he says that they don't like when they aim that cannon at the Coast Guard <laughs> boat. <laughs> you know, but the Coast Guard, I mean, so if you know where the Coast Guard is, if you know where the Rock Hall is, this is actually located on North Marginal Avenue, right? North Marginal Road. Mar- North Marginal Road in the Cleveland North Harbor. Um, so that's where it's located. And listen, I'm not recommending it, like terrorism or whatever, but you can aim when you're up on that cannon on top of the boat and you yeah, can move I've... it. You just make sure you're moving in the same direction as your buddy on the other side. Right. But you can steer it all around and aim it out there. So, so go check it out. Go check out those bullet ho- holes. If you're walking on top, it's it's up where the flags are on the submarine. And then uh, near the front of the boat, you'll see the... Uh, it's it's a pretty nice size hole right. on the deck. And they have it taped off um, with a little placard that tells you what it is. Very true. So check that stuff out when you go. Yeah. This was good to go. It's been on our list for a while, and I'm glad that we got we got on the boat. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, it was a fun time. And it you was know a great what else? Day. It was it was raining. You yeah. Remember, it was cold and rainy. Of course. And I I'm do. so glad that it that we did that on that day. And and the day cleared up, and we were able to go and do some outside stuff. But that's another podcast. So we will tell you all about that uh, another up. time. Yeah. But no, the cod we recommend, and there is a very small gift shop at the ticket booth. Yeah. I didn't see anything about a membership. I'm not sure if there is one or not, but definitely just go make a donation, do a tour. It is a fantastic day. And everybody, every little bit helps. Every little tiny bit of donations helps them. Uh, let's keep this going for our city. I was just going to say that, you know, this is for the city of Cleveland. It's a history part of the city of Cleveland. We help make the engines. Right. You know, and it's it's attracting people to Cleveland, which is putting money into the city. It's definitely something that we would recommend. Yes, absolutely. Even though there's no bathroom. <laughs> there, there's on board. On board, I meant. On board. No or working. Just walk bathroom. down the walk down the way. There's. It was a very clean porta potty. Yes, it was very clean. I didn't go in it. Anyways, great adventure. And Always a great adventure. Yeah. Thank you, Gary, for coming. Thank you, Paul, for coming. Thank you, Tony, for doing the tour. Thank you, Tony. And Paul for letting us talk as well not Heidi's Paul there's another Paul yes yes who works down there yes yeah so we really had a great time we did so before we go we're going to remind you one more time to get your tickets for the Cooper Foundation and as always thanks for listening until next time don't forget to share subscribe like our podcast and comment oh yeah and comment hashtag us in your social media posts Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland was created and produced by Heidi Johnson and Tony Gambino. Please contact us if you are a listener and have suggestions of where we should go next. Or, if you're a local business and you would like us to visit and share our experience, please email us at exploringclevelandht@gmail.com. at gmail.com. 
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the content creators and not the business, organization, affiliates, or their employees. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. All rights reserved.